Welcome to the Love and Freedom Podcast with Peace Ducrier, where she shares the life-transforming truth of God's Word that mends hearts and liberates people. Listen and experience the love of God. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we are continuing our series, Seven Reasons Why a Christian Cannot Be Sick. Seven reasons why a Christian cannot and should not be sick. Last week we saw the first reason, which which is that Jesus has swept away, he has carried away, he has taken away all your sicknesses, he has taken away all your pain, all your anxiety, all your sorrow, all your griefs, he has taken away your weaknesses, and we saw that that was the number one reason. We took that as the number one reason why a Christian should no longer be sick. And we saw that as a Christian, you have no rights to be sick. You're not even permitted to be sick because Jesus has borne your sickness. And we saw that on the cross, he said that he was a worm and no longer a man. And we saw that his face, his appearance was marred. His appearance was so disfigured that he didn't look like a man anymore. And we learned that it wasn't the nails that disfigured him because there were other There were two thieves that were crucified by his side and they were not disfigured, but it was our sicknesses, it was our pains, our infirmities that disfigured him. Praise Jesus. So today we're looking at the second reason, which is that there was an exchange. Oh, glory to Jesus. 2000 years ago, there was an exchange. That is why I cannot be sick today. That is why I'm not permitted to be sick today. And for that reason, because of that exchange, I refuse to be sick. I refuse to allow sickness because there was an exchange. Glory to Jesus. You know, as we progress and we look at the seven reasons, you begin to see that there's a progression in Revelation. Because I told you the last time that Jesus carried away your sickness. Today, I'm telling you that there was an exchange. There was an exchange. And as we go further, when we look at the third reason, the fourth reason, you will see the progression of revelation. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So today we're still going to be looking at Isaiah 53. The last time we saw Isaiah 53 verse 4. And today we're going to look at the next verse, which is Isaiah 53 verse 5. And I just love the Amplified Classic Translation, which says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Jesus was wounded for my transgressions. Jesus was wounded for your sins. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Now, this verse has a lot, so we are going to dissect it. Just like we dissected the previous verse in the last uh, episode, we're going to dissect this verse. So, Isaiah 53 verse 5. So, when you read the first line, he says, he was wounded. The prophet, through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, says, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised because of our guilt and sin. He was bruised because of our guilt and sin. That immediately gives you a picture of a substitute. It gives you a picture that the reason why he was wounded was because of my sin, was because of your sin. It gives you a picture that the reason he was bruised was because of your guilt and because of my guilt. Was because of my guilt and your guilt. So why the guilt feeling? Why still feeling guilty? Why what? Why do people still feel guilty? Why are you still feeling guilty for that sin? Why are you still feeling guilty for those mistakes that you made? 
He says he was bruised because of our guilt. He was bruised. He was bruised because of the guilt that you feel. He was bruised for your sin. He was bruised for your guilt. You know, people think that when they when they, they do something wrong, when they commit a crime or when they sin against God, they have to beat themselves up. They have to cut themselves. They have to tear themselves apart so that God can see that they are sorry. But that is useless. That has no standing. It has no, there's no need. It is useless to do that because the scripture tells us that Jesus was bruised because of your guilt. He was bruised because of your sin. Hallelujah. He was bruised because of your guilt. So there's no point feeling guilty anymore. Jesus was bruised because of your guilt. The father looked at him and said, Oh, these people, they feel guilty. They feel a sense of guilt. So I'm going to punish you for that. He took the guilt. He took the punishment for your guilt. He was bruised because of your guilt. And he was bruised because of your sin. It's like a child in a household that breaks a plate. And instead of the parents to punish that child that broke the plate, the parent punishes the older child. That is how it is. It was child. It was Obina who broke the plate. But it is Eric who gets the punishment. That is it. That is it. This... Scripture shows us a picture of his substitute. Jesus was that substitute. We're the ones who broke the plate, but Jesus took the punishment. We're the ones who had that feeling of guilt, but Jesus took the punishment for our guilt. The Father looked at us and said, these people are guilty, but I'm going to punish you for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, you know, the voice God spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But on the cross, he became the God forsaken son. Jesus cried out, my father, my father, why have thou forsaken me? Why have you forsaken me? Because God cannot look at sin. God cannot look at sin. So he was forsaken, the one who was called the beloved, the one who was called beloved. He became forsaken. He became God forsaken. The beloved son of God became the God forsaken previous son of God because of us. And he did that so that we might become the beloved sons and daughters of God. Jesus became the forsaken son of God so that we can become the beloved sons of God. The beloved sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. The next line says, the chastisement, the word chastisement there, it means corporal punishment. It means beating. Jesus was beaten. He said the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us. Pause. It says the chastisement needful to obtain. It says the chastisement was needful to obtain. Now think about it. Think about what really happened when Adam sinned, when Adam committed treason. In the last episode, we saw that Adam was not deceived, but he willfully submitted his authority to the devil. He didn't lack any information. He knew what he was doing. Now the punishment was that the, the, what happened there was that, okay, Adam, we learned last week that Adam became born again. So he was now born again and his father was now the devil. So it, it's, it's normal that if your, if your father, like it's normal that you would inherit what belongs to your father, right? And we know that the devil had rebelled against God. When we look at scriptures, we see that the devil rebelled against God because God made Lucifer. God made Lucifer, but Lucifer sinned against God. He rebelled against God. 
He war broke, scripture tells us that war broke out in heaven because the devil and his angels rebelled against God. We're not going to uh, dwell a lot on that. That's a that's another teaching for another day. But we know that scripture tells us that we that men or we man is supposed to judge the angels. Paul speaking says, I don't you know that you are going to judge the angels? So we were supposed to judge the fallen angels, the devil. And so it means that God's wrath was going to come on the devil. But by virtue of man associating with the devil, by virtue of man or Adam becoming the child of the devil, it means that the wrath of God that was supposed to come on on the devil was now going to come on man as well because man had become a slave of the devil. Man had become a child of the devil. And so man was going to inherit that earth. And that is why the scripture tells us, let's just look at that scripture. That is in Ephesians, Ephesians 2 verse 3. He says, Indeed, all of us once behaved like them in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and senses. By nature, we were destined for ruts. He says, by nature, we were destined for ruts, just like everyone else. Another translation says, and we're by nature the children of ruts. So it means that man was destined for the wrath of God. That was man's destiny. So when man became a child of the devil on earth, he was a slave to the devil. So it means that the devil could do whatever he wanted to do with man because man was now his child. Man was now a slave, basically. And so that's where sickness came from. That is where affliction, the pain, the infirmity, the depression, the anxiety, the insecurity, the danger, the attacks. That is where it came from because the devil inflicted these things on man. And because man now had the nature of the devil, man was acting like the devil. Man was a partaker in the nature of the devil, partaker of the nature of the devil. Now, so it meant that on earth, man was going to be sick that was how man's body became mortal man was now subject to death because we've we've learned that death is an enemy and death is not from god that is where death sin and sickness came from from the devil so man already died we learned that spiritual death is in nature so man already died the devil had the nature the devil has the 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 devil has spiritual death. The devil has the nature of spiritual death. And that is the nature that man inherited by virtue of him being born again by the devil. So it means that man on earth was already doomed. He was going to feel pain. He was going to be sick. He was separated from God. He could not get directed anymore. So all he could be led by was his senses. All he could know was his senses because he had no way to communicate with God because he was alienated from God. But it just does not stop there because man was now going to die. And when man dies, he would now face the second death. That is where he would now reap the wrath of God. That's where he would now inherit and face the wrath of God. So the punishment, the suffering, this is why you must preach the gospel to everyone. The suffering was not just in, on earth alone. When man dies, he would still face the wrath of God. So on earth, man is facing the wrath of the devil, so to say. And then when man dies, he will face the wrath of God. Which is the second death. The second death, damnation. Scripture says that the soul that sinned shall die. But not just spiritual death now. Not just being alienated from God. He was going to face a second death. Eternal damnation. And God could not watch this happen. The Father could not watch this happen. So when Jesus was on the cross, he said the chastisement needful. The chastisement needful to obtain something. So when Jesus was on the cross... 
When he was there on the cross, when he hung on the cross, what was going on? Was it the word of God that was being poured on Jesus? No. Isaiah 53 verse 4 that we read, he said, we considered him, we ignorantly considered him being as though he was being stricken by God, but he was not. The scripture tells us that we, we thought ignorantly that it was God pun- punishing him, but then he tells us, he says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement needed for us to obtain peace, it was put on him. So it means that right there on the cross, our sicknesses, Jesus was taking it. Our pains, he was taking it. Our guilt, he was taking it. So he didn't just die. When, when he hung there on the cross, all the pain and all the, all the hardship, all the sorrows that man is supposed to face on earth, he was taking them away. Hallelujah. He settled it on earth. He settled it. He was taking our sickness away. The punishment, the, the abuse, the afflictions from the devil, the man ought to suffer here on earth. Jesus was taking it. He was a substitute for you and I. He took your place. He took that sickness. You don't have to be sick anymore. He took your pain. You don't have to feel that pain anymore. On that cross, he was taking your pain. He was taking your guilt. Now the scripture that we, the next line that we read that says the chastisement that was needful for us, for us to obtain peace was upon him. It tells us something that he was not just taking that sickness and taking the pain. Glory to Jesus. He was not just taking it so that for no reason. He was taking it for a reason. He took your pain for a reason. It says needful to obtain. So it means that he took yours so that you might obtain something it says needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him so when jesus was taking your peace when jesus was taking your sickness your pain your infirmity you were getting something it was for there was an exchange hallelujah he was taking it so that you might take something and he says so that you might obtain what peace so that you might obtain what well-being now this word peace it's not just, it doesn't just mean calmness. It doesn't just mean quietness. It is a very, very deep word. The original translation of the word peace is the word shalom, shalom. Hallelujah. It's the word shalom, shalom. And it means healthfulness, to be healthy. So Jesus took your cancer. He took your pain. He was disfigured. He cried out saying he's a woman, no longer a man. His heart, his heart ruptured so that you might become healthy. So that you might live in health. That is one of the meanings of the word shalom, shalom, which is translated as peace in the English. The other meaning is to be sound in body, which means to be free from injury, to be free from damage. This is why if, if, you, if you cut yourself, you tell that, that cut, heal in the name of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus took your pain. He took your sicknesses so that you might be free from injury, so that you might be free from damage. Hallelujah. To be free from injury, damage, disease, and to be in good condition and to be robust. Another meaning, another meaning of the word shalom, shalom, is to have a sound heart and mind. That's why we say I have a sound mind. I have a sound mind. No wonder scripture tells us that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. So you told yourself, I'm sound. I'm sound. I can remember things. When I study, I remember. I am sound. So if this is the case, it means that you should not even have, uh, they call it uh, dementia. You should not even have dementia because you are old. Because Jesus bore it. Jesus bore your sicknesses. He bore every sickness you could think of. 
Because God never leave, leaves any end untied. He never leaves loose ends. So he means, it means that Jesus bore everything. He bore everything. So you don't have to have dementia because you are old. Because you already bore it. And he says that he has given you a spirit of, and he says that he has not given you a spirit of timidity, but he has given you a sound mind. So it means that you are sound. Even if you are 90 years old, you are sound. You don't have to have dementia. You don't have to suffer amnesia. Because you are, you are sound. In Christ, you have a sound mind. The amnesia, the dementia, Jesus has taken it. Jesus has bore it in his body. He bore your sicknesses that you might receive something, that you might obtain something. The word obtain there means to acquire, to gain, to win. He became the God-forsaken son of God so that you might receive something. No wonder when he was about to be crucified, he told the disciples in John 14, 27, that my peace I live with you. Oh, glory to Jesus. I don't know if you know what that means. He said, I live my peace with you. What is peace? That is what we are seeing right now. That the original transliteration is shalom, shalom. He says, I live my health with you. Was Jesus sick when he was on earth? He wasn't. Was it safe? He was. Was he safe? He was safe. Several times they tried to kill him but they could not touch him several several times they, several times they tried to seize him they could not seize him and on the day they even came when they came to arrest jesus and they asked who who amongst them is jesus when he answered them they fell to the floor the power of the holy ghost overtook them they fell on the floor jesus was in control even at the time when he was being seized he was in con- he was in control he was such a powerful man on earth even on the cross he dismissed his spirit so that his bones will not, have, will not be broken. To fulfill the scriptures. He says, he said to them. And he said to us as well. Today he says to you. He says, my peace I live with you. His health he left with you. He left his peace with you because he took your sicknesses. He took your sickness so that you can obtain something. He didn't just sweep the room. He didn't just sweep the sickness out of the room. He put something in the room. Glory! I don't know if you caught that. He didn't just sweep the sickness out of your room. He didn't just sweep the sickness out of your body. He put something there. He put his health. He put his glory. He he put his peace. Glory to Jesus. He put the soundness in mind. He put his soundness in body. What is in you now is health. What is in you now is soundness in mind. Soundness in body. Now another another amazing uh, thing. Um, another amazing meaning of the word shalom, shalom is the word safety. Oh, when I saw this, I shouted, oh, glory to Jesus. Jesus died for my safety as well. He didn't just die for my health. He didn't just die to give me good health. He died for my safety as well. The word shalom, shalom also means safety. And if you study the, the Old Testament, you see that insecurity was part of the, the curse of the Lord. Insecurity was part of the curse of the law. In Leviticus 26 verse 6, when he was talking to, when God was talking to the children of Israel, he said, you will lie down and no one shall make you afraid. No one that will read in Isaiah 54 from verse 14, he says, in righteousness you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed. It will not come near you. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. Then he goes on to say, see, it is I who created 
the blacksmith who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to work havoc. No weapon forged against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Why? Why is it that no weapon forged against me will ever prevail? Why is it that tyranny will be far from me? Why is it that whoever attacks me will surrender to me? Because Jesus died for me. Because Jesus died that I might receive safety. Jesus died that I might be safe. Hallelujah. Jesus' death, the death of Jesus on the cross was all-encompassing. It covered every area. I told you there was no loose area because God never leaves anything untouched. Hallelujah. Provision was made for every aspect of my life. By the virtue of Jesus dying, provision was made for every aspect of my life. Now the word shalom, shalom, it also means prosperity. Glory to Jesus. Jesus did not just die for my health. He also died that I might prosper. No wonder in Second Corinthians verse chapter eight, Second Corinthians chapter eight verse nine, it says something really profound. Second Corinthians eight verse nine, it says, "For you are becoming progressively acquainted with, for you are becoming progressively acquainted with, and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, His kindness, His gracious generosity, His undeserved favor and spiritual blessing." This is the part I want you to see. In that, though He was so very rich, yet for your sakes He became poor. He became so very poor in order that by His poverty you might become enriched abundantly abundantly supplied i told you there was an exchange jesus took your poverty right there on the cross he took your poverty as well that you might become abundantly supplied hallelujah abundantly enriched hallelujah glory to jesus what i have now is peace Oh, glory to Jesus. No wonder scripture says that the fruit of the spirit, the work that the spirit of God accomplishes in you is peace. Oh, peace in your body, peace in your mind, peace in your heart. Oh, glory to Jesus. There are too many props in the scriptures. Just too many. Just too many. Just too many. If you you don't want to accept one, you'll see it again somewhere else. Just too many. Now, this one, just this one verse has been saying almost the same thing. Over and over and over and over again. And so the next line says, the next line further amplifies it. Jesus didn't just die for your sin. He died for your sickness. He didn't just die for your sin and sicknesses. He died for your poverty. That you might become rich. He died so that you can get something. So that you can obtain something. Now, the next line says, And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. As they whipped him, you were receiving your healing. As they whipped him, you were receiving your freedom from pain. Dear brother and sister, you have you have no right to be sick anymore. There is no reason why you should feel pain. There is no reason why you should be poor. There is no reason at all. When you feel that pain, tell it to get out. Because Jesus bore it. Jesus swept it away, swept it away and he kept something there. When he swept it away from your body, he put his peace in your body. What you have now is peace. What you have now is health. You are not a sick trying to be healed you are not a sick trying to get healed you are not a sick looking for healing you are the healed of god you are the healed of god the health of jesus is in you christ now is your health christ now is your health you are healed you are made whole by the blood of jesus you are made whole by the reason of the death of jesus hallelujah glory to jesus so when we put the whole verse together when we put the whole now we've dissected the verse and we've seen what the 
what every part means. So when we put everything together, we have this. That he carried away from verse 53. He carried away. He bore. He swept away. All your sin, your guilt, your pain, your insecurity, the danger. So that you can receive health. So that you can receive soundness in your body. Soundness in your mind. No depression. So that you might be free from injury, be free from damage, to be free from disease. So that you can be in good condition, be robust, be complete. They say you are missing this part of your body. No wonder Jesus healed the maimed. No wonder he healed them and their limbs grew back out. Say, is that possible today? Of course, absolutely, it is possible. Peace also means completeness. Completeness, the word shalom, shalom, also means completeness. To be complete. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. This is the second reason why you should not be sick. Because there was an exchange. There was an exchange. He swept it away to give you something. He took it away to give you his own peace. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. My dear brother and sister, do not entertain sickness in your body. Don't go through life sick. Don't make the, the death of Jesus to be in vain. Don't accept sickness. They tell you you have cancer. You say, oh, Jesus took it away. Oh, if Jesus did not take it away, then I would have had this cancer now. And then you, your, your mouth, your heart, then is filled with gratitude to God. Instead of crying, say, God, take this in away. No. You say, God, thank you. Oh, I worship you. Jesus, I worship you. If you had not taken this cancer away, I would be having this cancer right now. If you had not taken that diabetes away, I would be diabetic right now. If you had not taken this fibroid away, I would have been, I would have had this issue right now. If you had not taken this pain away, I would have had this pain right now. Thank you because you took my sickness away thank you because you bore my sickness on your body on that cross oh thank you jesus you took away my infirmity you took away the depression oh lord i say thank you you took it away and you gave me your peace now i am whole now i am free from sickness now i am free from pain no more infirmity in my body what i have in my body right now is your peace your peace is in my body i have peace now glory to jesus lord i thank you because these symptoms they are lying vanities these symptoms they are lying vanities thank you because you already took them away i will not observe this lying vanity because they that observe lying vanities they forsake their mercy i will not forsake my mercy i will not forsake the healing the health that you've given to me i will not forsake the divine health that you've given to me and so now i speak to my body you pain you are a lying vanity you pain i command you get out because jesus has taken you you pain jesus has taken you i curse you i curse you pain i curse you infirmity i curse you depression i curse you symptoms and i say be gone you are gone in the name of jesus you are gone in the name of jesus the peace of god is in my body the peace of god is in my mind i will never de- i will never be depressed again i will never be sick again i found my way out of sickness i found my way out of pain i found my way out of depression i will never be sick again in my life i found my way 
way out. I found my way out. Glory to Jesus. At this point, as you're saying this, you begin to move. You begin to shake. You begin to dance. And you go about your daily activities like nothing is happening. Because indeed, nothing is happening. No wonder Jesus said, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. I have denied the word of the, po- the power to hurt you. I have denied the word of the power to, to harm you. Oh, you're going on a trip. You say, thank you, Jesus. Because you died so that I might be saved. You died to give me safety. No weapon formed against me shall ever prosper. Everyone who tries to attack me, they surrender to me. They surrender to me. In the name of Jesus. This is your truth. This is your truth. I told you the word of God is our truth. The word of God is our reality. If you leave anything outside this, you are living a lie. Refuse to live a lie today. Refuse to live a lie. Tell yourself, I'm going to live according to the word of God. I'm going to sit in the word of God and that is how I'm going to live my life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Refuse to live like the world. Don't walk like me, man. Don't walk like an ordinary man because you are no ordinary. Jesus died for you. He took your life. He took your life that you might take his life now. He took your life that you might take his life now. The scripture says that he prolongs his days. He shall prolong his days through his seed. He's prolonging his days through you. He's prolonging his days through you. He's prolonging his days through you now. He's not prolonging days of sickness through you. He's prolonging days of health through you. Haraso Everyone listening to me, feeling one pain or the other. In the name of Jesus, be healed. That pain is cursed. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing now. Rakosu kere masha tarabaye. Elekete monde kere bosu tarabashanda kayede bonde de gede baragade gede. Because Jesus took it. You are not permitted to take it anymore anymore it is illegal now for you to be sick are you listening to me it is illegal for you to be sick it is illegal for you to keep feeling pain it is illegal for you to feel pain because jesus already took it hallelujah glory to jesus resist scripture says resist the devil and he will flee resist the pain and the pain will get out of your body oh glory to jesus hallelujah Hallelujah. I trust that you're even more glorious now after listening to that life-transforming message by Peace Dukuye. I invite you to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life by praying thus, O Lord God, I believe with all my heart in Jesus Christ, Son of the living God. I believe he died for me and God raised him from the dead. I believe he's alive today. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life from this day. Through him and in his name, I have eternal life. I'm born again. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I'm now a child of God. Hallelujah. Congratulations. You are now a child of God. If you desire to go deeper in the word of God, please click on the link in the description to check out more in-depth messages on Connect With Peace's blog. For counseling, questions, and inquiries, 
please send an email to the love and freedom podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow peace on Instagram at connect with peace.